when you're standing in your love, your light, your frequency, your truth as a leader, even in conversations, you know, there might be disagreements. It allows that person to feel safe and be okay with it. It's one of the most biggest superpowers as a leader, everyone, because not everybody's going to agree. You don't have to have self-imploding conversations. When you're in your frequency, it's going to change everything. Welcome to Amplify. We are here to help you own your truth, use your voice, and stand out as the most unapologetically aligned, abundant, and authentic version of you so that you can make a big impact in the world doing what sets your soul on fire. Because you and I, we are meant to stand the F out. I'm your host, Lauren Salon, and I'm a public relations and marketing expert, entrepreneur, speaker, former on-air entertainment host and past professional fitness competitor and health coach. And several times per week, I'll be bringing you epic guest conversations and solo episodes along with the tools, tricks, and tips that you need in order to step into your power, own your purpose, and stand out in the world as the most vibrant version of you. Because I believe that the more you you are in the world, the more successful and fulfilled you will be. So what do you say? Are you ready? Let's get amplified because blending in is bullshit. What's up everyone and welcome back to another episode of Amplify. Today I sit down with my friend Jennifer Watson, who is the owner of Jennifer Watson Leadership and Watson Wellness. Jennifer is a speaker, agent of change, vitality, and high-performance leadership coach and integrative practitioner. Her true passion is working with ambitious and conscious leaders to create their true wellness by breaking free permanently of their core wounds and blocks, expanding their leadership by fanning their unique influence so they can live the soul-aligned life that they were created for with ease and flow. Jennifer says that all of this starts with owning your bad story and your badass scars, because whatever that story is, it is a phenomenal bad story and it corrals you into the depths of you, how unique your story is and how you can use the good moments, but more importantly, the dark moments to wake up your purpose, heal your soul and use your gifts to impact the world. You guys are going to love this conversation. All right. What's up, everybody? I am so excited to have you here on the show, Jennifer. Thank you for joining. I had such a blast in our past conversations and then being interviewed on your show that I'm really excited to continue the conversation. I am excited to be here, Lauren. I love your energy, your frequency, and I believe that you naturally draw people that are aligned to you when you listen. I know we're both in intuition and obey on that. And that's why we're here together, hopefully giving an awesome opportunity for people to learn and grow and become more epic. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So a huge thing that you talk about is owning your story and owning the like shitty, tough, quote unquote, bad, dark parts of your story, because that really unlocks so much of your purpose. I would love to just hear your philosophy around that, especially owning the dark parts, the ugly parts, the stuff we're most afraid to share. would love to hear a bit of your philosophy on that. And then definitely have more questions on that too. Yeah, hundred percent. I love this question. And, you know, I talk a lot about the next level leader that's required, I feel, in this kind of new era we're living in post-2020. And one of the next level leadership traits, the reason why this connects to this, is learning to be 100% honest with yourself. Mm. The light, the dark. And everyone, we're like, yeah, yeah, we know. And I'm like, no, that you not only are listening, in this case, your full story, and especially the dark parts, are you willing to sit with it, like go, wow, I see that. Wow. I see that and feel kind of the yuck before we go into the light and the empowerment, like the lessons learned, like, are you really being honest with owning that part of your story, owning it by sitting in it, hundred percent being honest, not looking at everybody else, right? Everyone, we do that often. I mean, I still do that. Like project, like if they would have done this, if they should have done that really looking at, you know, there's such beautiful opportunities, Lauren, right? 
when we get triggered by other people, even as leaders, even with all the work that I have done and healing myself, side note, we're never done healing everybody. We're just evolving. But if I get triggered, I do. I step back and go, what part of this is part of my story that I'm not owning? Why is that person triggering me? Remember, it's all about owning it, everyone, because then you can change you. You can't change them. You can change you. So I'm constantly, whenever I'm getting triggered anymore by certain things in my environment, I'm always going back to my story. What part of my story am I rejecting right now? Because I'm getting triggered for a reason. I'm not talking mm. about being pissed off, everyone. And then you go on to your day. I'm saying you're staying in this cycle of something that's triggering you. And if that's the case, honey, you need to sit down and really go, where is this coming from? Breathe mm-hmm. through it. Yeah. Journal it. Sit with it. And that's what I mean by owning your story is being 100% honest with it and being willing to stay with it. And we can go through different tools to help you navigate it, not just like sit with it because it does need to move through. But you have to be willing to do that versus pick up your, you know, your cell phone or go off and do your 20 things in a day. But are you willing to sit in your story? Because all of it's beautiful, but you've got to be willing to sit in that yuck that's being mm-hmm. triggered within you. And when you do that, everyone, man, you show up as a high frequency leader, man, you're so honored by yourself and honored by the people around you. And it's the good stuff, everyone own your story. That is truly where it goes. (laughs) So then what for you have been some of the most challenging parts of your story to come to terms with and to own? Like, just get, we're getting in there. (laughs) Yes, I would say the first thing coming to my mind, and this is the first time I'm answering this way, but I'll say, you know, I was a highly manipulative person. I was hmm. very manipulative because I didn't trust that people could ha- handle my darkness, hmm. handle my depression, handle my suicide ideation, my emotionality, handle that I had an affair, hmm. handle that I wish my twin sister when I was younger was gone so hmm. I'd get the attention, handle, handle all this stuff that I just wanted to purge out, just get the F out. And I was afraid of that. So I would manipulate people and cover up what they knew about me. And it felt powerful because it was felt good a little bit. It was almost like this dopamine rush. Like I can control what they see. Yeah. So I would say that would be the thing. That would be the thing that I didn't want people to know that behaviorally, I was manipulating people at work, my friends, my boyfriends, because I was afraid that they would leave, that they would reject, that they would be mean, that they would be whatever if they knew. Everything I just dumped on, you guys, everything. I'm like, holy crap. And that was my way for handling it. It felt good because I could control. And I was becoming a horrible person, (laughs) toxic person. And we can go into that. But I would say that was probably the biggest piece. And when I really sat with that and go, wow, this is not who I am. I'm a kind good person that just wants to be heard and loved for all of my story. And I'm using something so people don't see that. That doesn't feel good. That's certainly not right. And that began my journey of sitting in the story and knowing what I was doing behaviorally. Manipulation was a big part of it. So you couldn't see that. And that's what I would say. It's like, wow. Yeah. But that's not, but you guys, the great thing when we do that, I'm like, that's not me. That's why it feels crappy. Like this is me hundred percent honest Then telling people like, this is my story and all the good, the bad and the ugly and everything in between. So when I was willing to sit with that, like what I was honestly doing, I was justifying like, can't handle this. So that was my justification. Once I really got to them, like, wow, this is crappy. What I'm doing, this behavior is horrible. And it's not like what I believe God wants for me. Like, obviously, it seems pretty obvious, everybody, manipulation. But when you do it long enough, it becomes like this second nature thing that you yeah. subconsciously end up doing in all relationships, even if you don't have to, right? Pattern. Yeah. And you think that, because I, I resonate with that too. And I think I've talked about this a little bit on the podcast. I'm sure I have, but I had an affair in my marriage. And yeah, I relate a lot to that. And for a long time, held on to the guilt and the shame of it. And similarly, it was like, wait, you know, that happened. Like that's so not who I am, but that's who I chose to be back then. Right. I did choose. I did that. Right. 
and similar. It was so freeing when I actually owned that and didn't make myself wrong for it anymore, knowing that that's not who I am today. And I wouldn't do that again. So I, I very much connect with that, but I get it too, with that, like subtle manipulation, right. Which can come from a lot of people pleasing too, right. Controlling people's perception of us and how it can be like little things that don't matter. Right. Like when did you send that email? Oh, last night, even if you sent it like an hour ago, right. It's like the teeny, like insidious, little tiny lies and like control and manipulation that don't ultimately matter. But yeah, hearing you so much in radical honesty, getting radically honest with yourself and all of that. But then, yeah, of course the ego, it feels good for the ego because for so many ways, because control, Ooh, look at how I'm shaping my reputation, but then also Right. And this like, oh, now I'm, I'm like tapping into all this like narcissism research that I've done over the last two years, not saying that that's what's happening here, but it gives you that sense of like, oh, well, I'm smarter than and better than these people because look what I'm able to make them believe. Also, yeah. oh, guys, there's so much in that. What you just said, and I really want people to get this. Like, if you don't know your subtle behaviors that you could be doing that aren't aligned with really where you want to go. If in this conversation, it's causing you to go, that's not me. Like your immediate reaction, usually there's something there. (laughs) It's a defense, right? That's okay. Everyone, that's okay. But remember, if someone triggers you, like it's their fault, is it? Whenever you're feeling that activation, remember your body communicates and it's these subtle things. If you're willing to sit with it, your brain, everyone, I'm a healer. I'm a practitioner by trade. It is brilliant. If you don't judge yourself for defending yourself and sit with it, You'll see some of this and so much of it comes in what you, I call the leaky energy. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's these small little behavior things. Like I sent the email just now. No, I sent it last night or I like her hair. Well, I don't really like her hair. Yeah. Do you want to go to that restaurant? Yeah. Like even those sorts of little things, right? Like, and it's, yeah, I think we do say this all the time, Lauren, but when I talk about these next level leadership traits and staying in frequency, people think it's like these big things, but If you're willing to pause everybody and be intentional about just pausing, that's when your intuition and your brilliant mind and your spirit collide. And it shows you the subtle things, Mm. like really shows you the subtle things. And those subtle things are what give you the small little steps. And what we talk about small little steps consistently, I don't care if it's health, money, your career, your relationship with a man, you know, I always say relationships, especially intimate relationships, really mirror the things you need to work on, right? Everyone. But it's just subtle things. You don't have to overhaul your entire life. But if you're noticing a chronic pattern, mine was, I chronically kind of subtly manipulate everybody for this reason. And then you'd pick that one thing to work on every day. It dominoes. Mm -hmm. So you have to separate, like I have to work on my health, to work on leadership. I have to work on my business. It just starts dominating. Like, wow, I'm being hundred percent honest and not manipulative. And now I'm making more money and I'm having honest conversations. And I feel really good about me. That's why everybody, so really get the subtle energy leaks, the subtle, I'm defending myself. Why are you defending yourself? It's okay. We've all been there. Trust me. I've either seen it all, done it all, heard it all. And I'm telling you, when you're willing to take the subtle energy leaks, the subtle nagings, the things where you feel activated, that's where the goods are. You start these little tiny patterns into something more consistent that's aligned with what you desire. Because that's the real, you know, what you said, Lauren, about, you know, I had that affair and I thought, well, gosh, I don't trust myself. Am I just, should I ever share that? Because then they'll never trust me. I'm like, that's not true. It's not me. And the lessons I learned when I trust myself, no matter who I share this with, the right person will trust me and the, the relationship is there. So when you understand everybody, if you've made mistakes in some of these areas we're talking about, that's okay. This being willing to sit with it. What is the thing that you're doing and how can you shift it suddenly every day, be consistent in it and start trusting yourself. And the momentum just takes off in all the different areas on the life wheel, right? It really helps you create the momentum you want and get out of this drag. You guys, mm-hmm. we don't need that. We need you here, light and in your vision and your frequency yeah. and in your magnetism that you talk about. And I love how you talk about just essence Lauren, and I think that's so important. Amplifying the name of your course, which I love. The only way you can amplify who you are at the bare bones is dealing with some of this, you guys. The subtle thing that's kind of making you not be amplifying the true you. (laughs) So with this, when you had that like big 
wake up call, if you will, to really look at how you were showing up, how you were being and decide to change things. Was there like a moment when this happened or like an incident or a thing that happened that, cause I know so many of mine have been like, there's the little things and then it takes the, like getting completely taken out. Like the way that I describe it a lot is like running headfirst into a brick wall at hundred miles an hour, right? Like you didn't listen to the me, right? Didn't listen to the little nudges and the little things didn't notice the little leaks and like inconsistencies or misalignments. And then it takes a big event to be like, wait a second, we need to look at this and then see all the small stuff. So was there like a big kind of turning point when it all, when Um, you kind of like woke up to all this stuff? That is such a powerful question. First and foremost, everyone, I I want you to know, I think you can shift without big monumental Jesus fork in the roads. And I will say, as I've healed and gone to next levels, it happens sooner and I catch it. So I don't have these self imposed moments. Yes. Now, I say a lot of us early on in our spiritual and healing growth, often we have a self imploding moment where the big band aids ripped off. And yes, for me, where I actually stepped into not, I'll call it the fluff, you guys, I'm doing air quotes, personal development, but where I really got 100% honest with myself and my story. And I did kind of have a self imploding moment. It was really that affair. The, the, mm. the affair moment where you guys, and I want to be honest with you. And I say this in a really sensitive way because, you know, I knew I destroyed not, you know, a family. Mm-hmm. I have to own that, that decision, you know, that I made, but I want all of you that have been on that other side. Um, it was destroying me, you know, yeah. and it was destroying the other person. And it literally almost destroyed me. And mm-hmm. I remember sitting on my bed and I literally didn't feel myself, you know, women were highly intuitive and I'm like, I'm really physically, emotionally breaking apart. Like something's got to give because I'm about to lose my mind. Mm-hmm. Like that whole crisis, identity crisis. Like I wasn't born to do this. So I did have that moment where I hated myself. I had a lot of self-loathing. Like it was affecting my work, my relationships. I was irritable. It was affecting my desire to be around people, my physical health. So it was that self-imploding moment where I was like, I got to take care of this or I'm literally going to have like a mental health crisis. Like something's got to give. And and that began my journey of really going beyond, I'll call it the superficial fluff of personal development, which by the way, you guys, you have to start there, but where I finally had to go, where, why did I have this affair? What do I hate about myself Mm. so bad? Side note, you guys, that's why people have affairs. You know, we have the, like you want something exciting or new, or this is, I really like at the end of the day, you guys were choosing something because we don't think enough of ourselves to choose something better. That's better for us. And I had to really go to like, why do I hate myself so much that I'm choosing a man, not when it's not available, but among other things that is not right for me and really below where I need to be. And that's when I started to go from scratch. I didn't think I actually deserved anything more than that, everyone, but I had to start Mm. at the basics. Like, what do I hate about myself? And I, you guys, it was that visceral, like, what do I hate about myself so much that's causing me to draw this in and be okay with it? And thus begin the journey of understanding the small little shifts that I had to make. And I was so overwhelmed and exhausted, everyone. You don't have to start with big things because when you're in that state, often your energy, your frequency, you can't hang on up or a lot, right? So I encourage all of you, if you're in that state, it's the small things, make your bed, Make your dinner that's more healthy for you. Go on a 10-minute walk. Things that your brain knows is calming, but it can do. And then start working on some of this inner stuff one thing at a time. Maybe it's manipulation. Maybe try not to at least manipulate yourself every day. Like, you guys start with the small stuff because at first, if you're in that state, I'm going to encourage all of you, do not put 20 things, do high performance out there. I'm going to radically shift it. No, your body can't handle that quite yet. Your mind. So meet yourself where you're at, use your intuition, fanning it. We both Lauren and I talk a lot about that. What feels good today that feels aligned with me. That's true. That's good about me and start there. And that was my kind of self-imploding moment where I started doing all kinds of energy work, body work, mm-hmm. looking things up, like looking and integrating my mind, body, soul, in really stepping in more powerfully. You guys, by the way, I was a practitioner. I had all the tools and I was yeah. still so that would be my journey and where I started and what's done at this point is now I can catch things sooner where it's not that self-implosion where I get to just right. catch the little crumbs and move it forward. And now that's so empowering. You guys, I can take myself back out of that low frequency into high frequency and stand back into who I really am 
I'm not perfect still, you guys. I have a lot to learn. I'm still always evolving, but that I stay more aligned Mm. with what my core values are, aligned with what my core vision and mission is, aligned with the people, places, and things and opportunities that are truly fully expressing me so I can amplify amplify myself. That feels so good. It feels so good. And I want you guys to get that too. Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing all of that. I resonate so much. And that's something that I had no idea that we had in common either. And you touched on it a little bit. And so we're going to shift gears a little bit. Before we hit record, you said your word for the year is frequency. And so let's talk about like, what does that mean to you, right? Like, how do you stay anchored to your frequency? How do you elevate your frequency? All that kind of stuff. That's such a great question. One reason why I love the word and why I want all of you to really think about it and receive it and see what it means to you is frequency allows you to realize that you can shift things. Okay. Again, I'm a practitioner by trade. I'm a healer by trade. So I always look at the science, the neuroscience, Mm -hmm. the neurophysiology that's happening in your body, in your brain, when you choose to shift a frequency, you guys, it's just like putting, you know, plugging in your light in the wall. And let's say you want a brighter light. What do you do? Change the light bulb, Mm -hmm. change the wattage. You're like done. That's a wattage. That's a frequency. Everyone, our body, everyone, I want you to talk about frequency. You have thousands and thousands and thousands of interactions, equations happening in your body without you thinking about throughout your entire day. This is true. If you extrapolated all that frequency, all that wattage out of you in one second, it would be enough energy to turn the world for one week. Each of us. Think about that, okay? We have the capability in us to shift then that frequency, to make sure we're optimally running in different areas and different systems. And we have tools now more than ever to change our brain frequency, our internal gut frequency our physical frequency when we're working out like all this stuff and we have so many more modalities to do that and you have so much to work with you don't have to freaking turn the world for a week (laughs) each of us that should just go holy shit like think about that now we just need to adapt and choose modalities choose behaviors choose beliefs that align with the frequency that you want your mind your body your soul to run you know, it needs to be aligned with what you want for your goals. It needs to be aligned with your core values. It needs to be aligned with your gifts. It needs to be aligned mm-hmm. with the way you lead. And then you get mentors and coaches to help you in those different areas with the right modalities. You can stay in this high vitality frequency that your body wants to do. It wants that full potential for you. It wants to run at whatever quote food in your mind or food you actually give your gut to be in. And when you actually do that, everyone in your, in your full frequency, which is different than mine, Lauren, you feed off each other and you find the ones that feed off you best. If you dull that Lauren, if you don't go through your full story, owning it, healing it, letting people see that in that full light of you, you can't find your people. You can't find your places. You can't find your opportunities. When you really go and work on that frequency from the inside out, you start naturally pulling people places to you. It's almost like fire hose going up. You get to use your beautiful intuition, decide which one you're going to let into your world. Right. Yeah. But that's what frequency means to me. One, understand the word, everybody it's inside you. You can shift it with the right modalities and tools, depending on what you want in your life and getting the right coaches and mentors. I'm big in that. Everyone I wouldn't be where I'm at without out that. And then knowing what it feels like inside of you. It's just like when you feel low frequency, own that. Like, why am I feeling that? But when you're in high frequency, like that's your body saying, yes, bring that more. Yes, bring Lauren to me. Yes, bring more of that vision, Jennifer. Yes, bring more speaking because you're a speaker, Jennifer. Yes, bring that type of food to you, Jennifer, because you do better with that because you're blood type B. Yes, like it just starts and you're like, literally it creates this momentum. You get excited, like, oh my gosh. The best compliment anybody can ever give you is that, I love your energy. That means you're on everyone game over. So that's what I would say. Everyone is understand first. You can shift it because the frequencies inside you get the right mentors tools. We can go through some tips today to amplify it, but to pull out 
heal certain parts, you can stay in that frequency. And then everything in your business, everything in your relationships just start coming at you get to just chew mm-hmm. with your intuition. And everything in your day gets easier and your energy by the end of the day is good. Even if you have 20 things you're doing because you're so bringing in the things that align with you. Yeah. Overwhelm and exhaustion go away, <laughs> so to speak. We're going to feel it sometimes, but you know what I mean? Like where you're chronically in that. And I believe when you stay in that frequency and you learn how to shift into yours with the right tools and the equation, game over. Like you're unstoppable. You're amplifying. <laughs> I'm stealing your phrase, Laura. Exactly. No, I love it. And I totally agree with that. So getting more specific with it, you talk a lot about leadership yeah. frequency. So what's the difference between yeah. that or like, how do you define that? And how yeah. do people step into their leadership frequency? Yes. So for one, the reason why I talk about leadership frequency, it's one of the next level leadership traits. I believe backing up a little bit, leadership has got to change. It's not the same it was. By the way, it doesn't mean some core things. I'm not saying throw the baby out the bathwater, everybody, but the core foundations have changed versus 50 years ago. We are in a different society. We are different people. We're elevated to a different consciousness. We've heard that word kind of be swung around a little bit too. But we do need a different core of, I call them the next level leadership traits. Okay. Mm. One of them is leadership frequency. What that's going to do and how you amplify that, it's going to allow you to deeply connect with people and deeply transform yourself and your organization. I'm going to say that again. When you amplify your leadership frequency, we'll go through that in just a second. It's going to help you stay deeply connected to yourself and your team and deeply transform yourself and your team. You're going to take your team to the next level, whatever that is, team, family, team, business, doesn't matter. Team, one-on-one intimacy, you're going to go to the next level. So what leadership frequency is, is I believe a trait we have to have in all of us. You have to learn how to amplify not only your frequency, but your leadership style. Write this down, Mm. everybody. It needs to be led this way with this foundation. What is your leadership style? What is your leadership trait that you feel makes you different than the next leader? What is your unique leadership communication? Okay. Not just in, I prefer emails over speaking, but your words, you guys play with it. Lauren says amplify a lot. I say epic a lot. So do you see what I'm saying? Everybody, you want to look at how your style feels good to you. What is that? Are you an introvert? Are you an extrovert? Are you a person that is a motivator and inspire? Are you more the analytical, right? Because there's some tests on this to kind of help you with that. But just playing with those words, you'll see what feels good, but your leadership style, your leadership traits, how are you communicating? And if you don't know, that's okay. That's why coaching comes in. That's why there's tests out there to help you play with it, figure out what lights you up as the leader. It actually has nothing to do with leading your organization. Leadership frequency has to do with you getting what your style communication traits are that make you uniquely fire. Okay. And with so much of what we talked about before, like it's also about how you lead yourself. Right. And even like the definition of being a leader is going first in a lot of ways. And so exactly what you said, it's can't really be looking around for other people. Sure. Like see what's out there, see what's working, see where the opportunities are, like all that kind of stuff. But it's also like, you get to figure out what works best for you. And And it's funny. I work with some corporate and people like Jennifer, but we're more not transformational leadership. We're more strategic and executive. I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, that's perfect. That's the kind of leader style you are. But yeah. frequency is needed in each of those. So if you're more like, because I have other people in leadership coaches, like, well, I'm more of the executive leader. So that frequency thing, I'm like, uh, no, you still are finding your style in the executive leadership role. You're still finding your style in the strategic leadership role. I don't care what organization you're part of, you guys, you still have to tap into that leadership frequency. Transformational, strategic, executive does not matter. And that is the missing piece, everybody. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I've worked with companies and that's where it stands. When you actually play and get on the mat, find out what yours is, get support if you need that, work through some of your own story, your traumas, the things that you're hiding. Because trust me, whether they consciously or subconsciously see it or feel it, it's going to be there. They will know when you're not fully in your frequency as a leader. They will feel it. It'll feel dishonest. You guys, I've been that way where half my team years later told me like, 
Jennifer, we kind of believe in your cause, but we could tell there was something like deceitful about it. Not that you were mm. trying, but they can feel it. They can it's feel it. It's so kind of, interesting, right? Yes. Yeah. The number one thing people are drawn to is truth, even if it's not their truth. I literally have gone into lion's dens with a few different topics over the last two, three years, everybody, where I knew they wouldn't agree with what I was saying. I had a gentleman come up to me and he said, you know, I agree with nothing that you said. <laughs> But he said, but I like you and I can tell you are hundred percent in your truth. He literally said that he's like, I want to talk to you more. Yeah. People are drawn. It's the highest frequency. You guys even over love truth of self. Yeah. So look, and because that's like extreme alignment as well. Yes. Which equals magnetism and all of that. And it goes into, by the way, everybody, one of the things that they said were the top five things that leaders struggle with over the last two or three years is navigating tough conversations. They didn't want the what they perceived was going to be an implosion, wouldn't go well. What they found, everyone, people that were willing to stay in their truth and learn to communicate, which is something I teach, their truth, but do it in a place that made it safe for the other person and they were in their frequency, the other person took it better. They could navigate yeah. their True. So again, I'm talking about when you're standing in your love, your light, your frequency, your truth as a leader, even in conversations, you know, there might be disagreements. It allows that person to feel safe and be okay with it. It's one of the most biggest superpowers as a leader, everyone, because not everybody's going to agree and you don't have to have self-imploding conversations. When you're in your frequency, it's going to change everything. There's a quote I heard. What was it? A quote basically about, you know, you're a powerful leader, communicator, if you can tell someone to go to hell in a really beautiful way and they can't wait for the ride. Like, I, <laughs> and I'm like, honestly, that's an extreme example, but it's literally what it is, everyone, that not you guys as a leader, do you think your team is going to agree with everything you say or be on board? But if you're in your frequency and you know how to articulate it and be in that space of safety, they can receive it. It's going to go better because they mm -hmm. see your truth. They see you're like, even if they're like, well, I still don't agree, Lauren. But I can see that you're really anchored to that and you're presenting in a way that feels safe to me. Now I can respond and give you my response, you know, my, whether it be, mm. does that make sense? So I'm kind of going absolutely, but it definitely domino effects. You guys, your frequency, when you're not staying in it, you get eye contact, you get a little bit deceptive because you're not being honest. They feel it. And before you know it, it's a bad conversation. Okay. Mm -hmm. Same thing with money frequency. When you're on a sales call, like when you're dirty, they can feel that you're not going to sell them, you know? All this works. Frequency, frequency, frequency. Yeah. Stay in it. Own it. They can't help but be a part of your favor when you're in it. Whether they mm -hmm. buy from you or not, they're like, I like you. Let's talk. Like, happened to me. Yeah. Guy, anything I said. And he was like, I still want to talk to you because I think you seem really cool. Because you're in your truth. I'm like, I'm totally in my truth. Thank yeah. you for saying that. It's the best compliment you could give me. So point is, we're using leadership frequency as an example. But this can go into any area of your life, you guys. Sales calls. A navigating a tough conversation with your intimate partner. It doesn't matter. Frequency is frequency at the mm -hmm. end of the day. Yeah. What do you think are the biggest, with regard to the leadership landscape, the biggest problems or like things that need to change? Yeah. That is such another you know, big question. <laughs> yeah. Big question. Powerful question. There's so many different levels from corporate things I see going on to small businesses, to your own personal leadership that's affecting both of those. So from a global perspective, I will say this, no matter what entity we're talking about, corporate, small business, or even your own leadership of self, you guys, it still comes down to not owning your story, not owning your story. And that's more from the soulful place. And I mean, if in your company, it's not going well, what is about your story in your mission vision that's out of alignment? If it's more from a leadership of self, what is in your story you're not fully owning that's not in alignment with you? And that's, again, more of a energetic, spiritual piece that I'm taking, but we're not being honest who we are, what we want to give to the world. And it's a dominant effect, not only in our personal life, but throwing up our five-year-old self onto corporate or small business. So I will say at the end of the day, going back to the very first thing we talked about, people are not being honest with themselves, their whole story, what they're wanting to really give to the world. And it's coming up inauthentic, not honest, not truthful. Mm -hmm. And it's just this domino effect to everybody around you and they feel it. Okay. That is mm -hmm. number one. And the reason why that's number one, since 2020, you guys, the band-aid's been ripped off. People are questioning 
what they want to lead. They're questioning their identity. They're questioning their old story. That's why it's affecting their leadership role. It's affecting their work because they don't know what their identity is. They don't know if they want to share their old story. They don't want to deal with healing patterns. They don't, right? Mm -hmm. So leaders, it comes back to healing that shit, okay? No matter if it's corporate or small businesses. Getting more into the left brain kind of strategic part of what I'm seeing is probably the top three things for sure. And this is actually in just research, everyone. The number one thing that employees were and teams were wanting when they were looking for new jobs was psychological safety, that they could share and navigate their voice in the environment, corporate or small business. And the reason why this is important as a leader, everybody, you have to find a way as a leader because there's always going to be things that you're not going to agree on. Okay. 2020 self-employed a lot of things externally and internally in your business. But the number one thing you got to find a way of creating in your culture and your environment, a safe environment. Yeah. Fun, peace, mm. but a safe environment where everyone feels comfortable to navigate a perceived tough conversation or where they think there's going to be differences, opinions or whatever. When you do that, everyone, they will buy in. That was the top three, everybody. When they checked off employees, like what they wanted from a team, psychological safety was in the top three. And the second thing was everyone, which I think not a lot of leaders are doing. They wanted transformation of themselves, Mm. contribution with that transformation to the team. And that they could expand it as they grew in the business, okay? They want a component of that business to care that they're transforming as they're working for you, which means they get to use their gifts even more and more and climb up the, quote, corporate chain that I'm investing, Lauren, in your mission and vision and how can I transform and use my gifts better to serve a cause that I believe in and I believe in yours, Lauren. I'm using it as an Mm -hmm. example. They want to feel safe and they want to contribute with transformation. You guys, those were the top two to three. That we're seeing. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I mentioned that, that's where I believe small businesses and corporations as leaders are going wrong. We're not creating safety. We're avoiding tough conversations. I've seen multi-million dollar businesses self-employed everyone because they're not navigate tough conversations and create a safe environment to make that happen too. They're not showing the employee, the team member, an opportunity to contribute their gifts opportunity to grow with the vision like i can see you growing in this and transform everyone doesn't mean you have to be a coach everyone doesn't mean you have to be a mental health expert but what i'm saying is is that a person wants to transform more individually and personally with the work that they're working in they you guys we spend 80 percent of our life at work i'm not surprised people want to feel like they're growing as human beings right transform Safety, navigate tough conversations and allow them an opportunity to expand potentially in your business. Contribution, transformation, Mm. safety. Contribution, transformation, safety. When you do those three things for yourself first and your team, you are going to get buy-in, clients, team. They're like, what else can I do for you, Lauren? I'm telling you, it came over money. Money was the fifth thing they wanted, everyone. Fifth, fifth. Take this in and the ones that get that, Safety, transformation, contribution. When you give that to yourself first and your team, you will be the one that changes your corporation, your small business, and for sure yourself. And that's what I would Mm -hmm. say you have to address are the problems I'm seeing globally and the people I'm working with. And and address that, my friend, and get coaches to help you with those areas. If you feel like you're not good at them, that's okay. I have coaches all the time, everyone get them. And that's going to help you accelerate your impact, your money, your team, your community without overwhelm exhaustion and and low energy and actually stay in that frequency that you want Mm. to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. So I know we've got a, a handful of minutes left, but I do want to touch on another topic with you. So you obviously are very, have a ton of experience in wellness and all of that, like a health perspective, I would love to get your perspective on or opinion on the connection between wellness and leadership and like the physical body and your like physical health and wellness and leadership and alignment. Oh, hundred percent. I love this question. This would be a whole nother podcast, girlfriend, <laughs> right? <laughs> I talked a lot when I got into coaching and speaking more so about three to four years ago, my tagline was the wellness leadership dynamic duo. 
the wellness leadership dance, when you can fan both of those and grow both those, they feed off each other in, in powerful ways. And the reason why wellness is so important in leadership, everybody, is physiologically, mentally, psychology, spiritually going to create reserve as the leader that you need to be because leadership is not easy. Leadership is not easy. Like you said, Lauren, you're always the one going first, making tough decisions, going to ebb and flows. Okay. So let's break this apart a little bit with wellness. They've shown in research, everyone, when you are engaging creating more agility, creating more reserve, expanding your physical health would be cardiovascular or physical muscle mass, losing weight, whatever it is, when you're tapping in and really activating to grow physically, they show that different parts of not only you're physically getting stronger, okay, you guys, all of that that's coming with it, cardiovascular strength, physical strength, all this stuff that we're talking about, it is shown in research. It starts activating creative zones of your brain. It starts activating dopamine, the happy pills for mood regulation. Mm. It's creating a reserve for mood regulation when crap hits the van. Amplifies what they've seen a correlation to resilience during change, growth, and adversity when you're doing something physical. And again, I go into my program like different physical things you can do that amp specific areas of the brain that mm-hmm. you want to open your leadership. But overall, just understand when you're physically tapping in to different areas, it actually changes the neurochemistry of your brain to resilience, to mood stabilization, to creative zones. Mm-hmm. How many of us see that in leadership, right? From a mental aspect, okay, because I work with a lot of people on mental resilience, mental stability, emotional stability. When you are tapping into different areas of creating mental edge resilience, and what I mean by that, everyone, things like taking a cold shower, you're doing something physical, but you have to work your way mentally through it. I'm not just talking making content, which that's a great thing to do too. Journaling is a great thing to do, whether it be good or bad thoughts. It doesn't matter that you're journaling, but even cold showers can help with the mental resilience. Doing something physically hard helps with mental resilience, but journaling and writing tap into again, resilience, reserve, when you have emotions that are like this, because you're tapping into the emotions because you're hitting it head on ahead of time. I'm feeling crappy today, Jennifer. I'm going to write about it. I'm feeling crappy today as I'm feeling this cold shower. Your body's starting to activate zones to deal with it now before you're needing more mental acuity during a tough time, if that makes sense, everyone. So journaling, that's why that's important or doing something physical like a cold shower is going to activate that mental resilience a little bit more. From an emotional standpoint, everyone, okay, remember we're talking about mind, body, soul from an emotional standpoint. This is why doing inner work, listening back, your old story, your old, your overall story, what are you still hurting? What are some dark shadow works that you need to work with so you can learn to emotionally regulate some of those core pieces? Because I'm telling you, when we're like this emotionally, a lot of times it's because we're activating old stories from our past, the things that are happening in our present moment. So When you're willing to get even a coach, everyone, there's tools we can give you to kind of help regulate that. But I'm a big believer. You need someone to support you as you're learning to regulate emotions when you're activated from something from your past. That's what gets leaders off. This is where it connects. everybody. That's where it gets leaders off their path. If you get triggered by an email, it's usually not about the email. It's the five-year-old self talking about the self-worth issue. Oh my gosh. Right? And then what happens is you stay over here and you have 20 things to do and it robs your day as a leader you guys, I've really taught rapid tool transformation when you're in emotional turmoil and it's something with the past, how to move you back into anchored leadership states so you can lead your team in a leadership meeting that you've had planned for two weeks, but you're over here because this email made you think of the five-year-old that was ignored, blah, blah, blah. When you get work, which I say specifically, you probably need a coach for this to deal with some of this, your emotions won't be like this. You have a tool to dial it in and go lead. Okay. So you guys see what I'm talking about here. We've hit the mental, we've hit the physical, the emotional. And then the last piece is the most important, the spiritual piece of wellness. What is that? Mm. It's core. How do you relate to creator universe? What does that mean to you? Why are you here? What are your core values and what are you contributing to this world? That's literally your soul spirit. Your intuition is just antennas bringing that shit in. (laughs) What's for you. And if that's broken, and a lot of it was after 2020 with a lot of people like, who am I? What do I believe about afterlife? What do I believe about creation? What is my partner? What are my core values? That is your soul. That's your true north. 
And that starts affecting the energy. And they've shown this, you guys, identity crisis that were happening during 2020, correlation to mental breakdown, correlation to heart palpitations, physical health issues. You guys see it here? Do not think that not knowing who you are and your core values is going to affect your, you as a leader. Yeah. Do you guys see this? I want you to see the correlation here, the physical, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual. We just took you through a little timeline here, and I've done it, I know, in a short period of time. And we can talk about this more at a later date, everyone, if you need more support. But I want you to see how these parts are definitely influencing leadership. And when you dial it in, own the story, I'm having a struggle, get the help you need if you need it in some of these areas so you can bring that full mind, body, soul wellness to the leadership and be the powerful leader that you are. Because this is what you use as a caboose every day <laughs> to get the things done that you want to get done as a leader. So this better, this is affecting it and we can move it into a powerful space. <laughs> exactly. And even just thinking, because I started writing a post like in my notes, like my content yeah. notes and stuff like that. And I've always known this, but never completely put words to it really, or shared it. Cause it's such a like given for me, but yeah, when your health is in alignment, so you're healthy, you're taking care of your body, your mind, like all of that, that of course is going to elevate your frequency, right? Because that's another layer of embodiment, another layer of alignment. And even thinking on the very like literal sense. So like right now I'm dealing with some like tightness, like my body's been getting tighter than I feel like it should, given the amount of physical activity I'm doing. Like I'm working out consistently, but I'm not like lifting crazy weights. And I like used to lift crazy weights, but I'm like, gosh, am I just like this shoulder and like this hip, like stuff that keeps happening. And so even just thinking, looking at that situation, right. Me noticing, cause I'm even noticing it in this conversation. I'm like, Oh, my neck is tight. Like I got to get a massage book, probably chiropractic. So even that moment of me checking in with that discomfort, having that thought about needing to handle that discomfort, that is an energy leap, yes. right? Which does yeah. not have to happen. And because we know this, and I've talked about this with the audience before, it's likely a lot more spiritual, emotional, energetic than it is really physical. Yes. I've pushed my body. Yes. I've got a lot of old sports injuries and stuff like that, which do not help. Right. right. But I'm like the physical activity it's not the same as what's going on. Like my body is reacting to something more that's going that on. That is lately. such a great example for leaders, everyone. No matter what, when you're in pain, you're going to be irritable as a leader. That's already a thought. Okay, physical stuff. Your right side, by the way, is your personal space with yourself. Okay. Your left side of your neck is more about relationships with others. Your right side is about a relationship with yourself. Oh, this is already. And the right yes. side is the masculine side. And I do over the last two months, I mean, it's really been the whole 2023 so far that like, yeah, this space has been getting tight so easily, but it's also, I'm like, so if you're saying with the space with yourself, I'm like, yeah, I feel like had several weeks that were a little fuller than I would like not in my think, life. Think about this. So look what we've done. Mind, body, soul. We checked up with the physical. That's going to give you pain, give you be cranky with your leaders and not feeling good. What else is this about space? Okay, how could that affect how you're leading if you don't? You guys see this? This is a perfect mm -hmm. example of your body communicating to you the physical, emotional, spiritual, mental, and checking off, getting the tools for each. If you don't have them, reach out to people and then working your way through it and sitting with it and then how that's going to connect to your leadership. Well, I'm not giving myself enough space. Will I give myself enough space for leadership? Like, you guys, it all, it's so cool. Your body's so brilliant. It's trying to right? help. You. It's so cool. In leadership, it's trying to help you. Help me is what they're saying. Like, great, awesome. It doesn't yeah. have to heal everyone. It's not a shame. Oh, I'm pushing. It's just like, okay, I've been a little bit, a lot of, I need to create some space now. Great, move on. It, this doesn't have to take hours, everyone. It's just, I'm going to go to the chiropractor, I'm gonna set my schedule, I have more space so I can lead more powerfully. Great, boom, move on. It can be that easy. Remember we talked about it doesn't always have to be a breakdown. It could be these small little pebbles. Like you're learning to shift the, the boat more quickly. Such a great example, Lauren. That is wellness and leadership literally at its peak. <laughs> yeah. Yes, 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 yes. I love all of that. So, okay, to wrap us up, because I know we could keep going, keep going, keep going. I would love for you to, one, where can everybody find you and connect with you. 
Yeah. So I'm the most active on Instagram at the Jennifer Watson. I say the, but people think it's V, but it's T-H-E, the Jennifer Watson. And I'm the most active on Instagram and I will answer all my DMs. I'm the most active there. I'm on LinkedIn as well under Jennifer Watson, but the most active on, on Instagram. So if you have any questions on this episode, 100% reach out to me. I love that. And then also, what do you have going on that people can get involved with, whether it's something free that they can do, course, working with you, like all that, what's going on? Yes, yes. Well, I would love to offer all your listeners a free PDF breathwork series, it's a video series, which I can give the link to um, Lauren. So it'll be in the notes and everything. But I'd like to offer just that free breathwork series. It helps with performance, productivity, brain clarity, physical, like it hits all of the stuff we just talked about, mind, body, soul, so you can show up powerfully as the leader that you are. So I can give that in the link, but a free breathwork series. As far as my next program, I'm starting my first brand new mastermind. It's going to be six months in June. I'm starting in June 13th and it's called Your Health, Your Leadership, Your Legacy Mastermind. And we're talking about some of the stuff where we're getting on the mat, everyone. It's not just a program where you're getting a bunch of information. We're taking aspects of higher level, not just general personal development, higher level healing, higher level thriving of mind, body, soul, and these next level leadership traits and communication. I'm a speaker. Then how we can navigate the top three things that you need in your company and do it at a level that accelerates your impact in your money with ease and joys and out without the overwhelming exhaustion. So I'm going to be starting that. If any of you are interested, you can reach out to me. I definitely have more information on that, but I'm really excited about where that's going to go and how it's going to really help the leader tap into their frequency their truth, speak it, stay healthy, become unstoppable. (laughs) Beautiful. I love it. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for sharing so much wisdom with everybody. I know that everyone listening is getting so much out of this. So I appreciate it. I always love connecting with you. So thank you for taking the time and being on the show. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode and if you know of somebody else who is bold, successful, and unapologetically owning their unique magic while they make a big impact in the world, please send them my way. And it would also mean the world to me if you help me get this message out to as many listeners as possible. So if you liked what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you would please take 30 seconds to leave a five-star rating, write a quick review, and share this episode with your friends. Be sure to tag me so that I can say thank you. And until the next episode, keep showing up, keep using your voice and keep being you because the world needs more of your magic. Mm -hmm.